Hello. What up? And welcome Hello. Oh, so to the Death Metal Cast. <laughs> He's here. Gold's here. <laughs> <laughs> we are the cast and crew of Death Battle, and we are excited to talk about the most recent episode that just came out, Venom versus Krona. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it, it's yeah. definitely an interesting episode for a lot of different reasons. So if you have not seen it, um, we're probably going to spoil it. Actually, yes, we are going to spoil, gonna spoil it. Because <laughs> uh, we've got Q&A to go Guaranteed. through as well as the behind the scenes and whatnot. Um, so uh, first things first, though, uh, I'm Ben. I'm the voice of Wiz. Next to me is Luis. Hello, everybody. I'm the lead cool. animator. Wait, no, I'm an animation director now, actually. Yes. Oh, Luis got you. a promotion. Congratulations, 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 Luis. congratulations, yes, congratulations. Oh my uh, uh, down there's Chad. <laughs> He's right. the boomstick. I play boomstick. boomstick. You're really you're on a kick with the boomstick lately. The boomstick. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, boom. That's cool. He edited I, the episode. He's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, editing, 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 editing. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, Cole hasn't been on. I, you were you've been on Death Metalcast before, but you haven't been on for a while, so we we wanted to bring you on, and, and this seemed like a perfect excuse. Uh, yeah, right after. Back. Yeah, we just had the episode. Was it came out Monday? God, it feels. I yeah, know. Sunday, it's, yeah. been a, it's been a it's, while. It's been it's been it's been a lot. <laughs> a lot has happened <laughs> over the past month, months, yeah. year. It feels like it's been a decade jammed into, you know. Yeah, this be month honest. has been a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and in Egypt, they dug up like a bunch. They found this old tomb and oh they opened God. the fucking sarcophagus of a 2,500 year old mummy. And it's like, really? We're going to do that right. in 2020? Full move. Favorite, like, my favorite part was that that made Brendan Fraser start t- uh, trending. Wait, I, I didn't see that. Did that just happen? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like this weekend. I, yeah, did, like, did that happen last year too? Yeah, that, that sounds super familiar. I feel like they mm. mess with. They're just like they're looking for something. They keep opening up these sarcophagi. Like, oh, let's see, let's get Dio. We need Dio. Can we, oh. can we counter? Can we counter all the stuff that's been happening? Yeah. Wait, another curse? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if you got one curse and you bring in another one, that's just how you yeah. counter, right? The curse shows up and is like, all right, time to fuck up the world, and then sees how it's already fucked up. They're like, eh, maybe not. Oh damn. <laughs> It's like What's math, the same fight know? fire with fire? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, speaking of curses, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure how to transition. This how are you going to segue uh, this, Ben? <laughs> it's it's a it's a, a Venom versus Chrono was a spooky episode. No, that's terrible. Uh, we got cu- we got might questions. have had some people cursing. So now we're here ah, to answer we some questions. There we go. That's that's why you're here, Chad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So again, if you if you have not watched uh, Venom versus Crony yet, we will be getting into spoilers and specifically who wins the fight. Uh, that's kind of the whole point of the Q and A. These questions are pulled from the comments, from the chat uh, when when it premiered, uh, from Twitter, from from everything. Uh, so thank you to everyone who watched the episode and, and left comments. The episode got into the top 10 of trending on, Ooh, on yeah. YouTube, which means every episode we've released since the, um, since we came back from the, the break, the DBX death rates break has gotten onto top 10 trending on YouTube, which is crazy. That's insane. Um, but thank you guys thank for you. watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I, I don't know what happened uh it's death not- battle never used to trend ever and then this year's <laughs> just been crazy uh, yeah people people looking for an outlet quarantine at home they're like oh i gotta get catharsis out some way <laughs> yeah. well, only, if, some- 
Good, Not only did it trend, but it's also still, as of this moment, still trending. So like, Ooh, my yeah. God. oh wow. yeah. So uh, yeah, thank yeah. you guys. Thank everybody. Look it up. Like, you know what? I want to watch something go poorly for someone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and I'm also looking at the chat right now. I see a lot of first members in there. Thank you, first yeah, members, thanks, for joining guys. us live. We, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, we we record this live every Wednesday at noon Central Time. All right, let's go and ahead and watch get into the Q and A for free. You don't even have to be a first member, but if you do sign up for a first membership trial, then you can talk and chat with us. So. Yeah, it's important to know. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get in Q and A. Let's get it done. Uh, number one, couldn't Venom possess Krona? Oh, that's it. Okay, that's it. <laughs> um, uh, we uh, we had a tab that kind of touched on this, so this is this should be a quick answer. Um, uh, Venom's possession thing—it's not like a magical or psychic or or like instant thing that he just touches you and boom you're possessed uh he's literally sending his his goopy goop into your body yeah, yeah he's got to get all up in you puppet yeah. it's more like puppeteering a person and then latching onto the brain and messing with it it's gross uh <laughs> yeah. but it turns out crona uh already has some gross goopy goop going on in <laughs> in their body um so they have counters to that ragnarok and black blood uh specifically serve as counters to Rag uh, Ragnarok says seats taken. Great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Next um, one. That's, that's why we specifically mentioned, sorry, Chad, that that Ragnarok could puppeteer uh, Krona uh, himself. Gotcha. I'm gonna try and keep us on track because some of these I know you guys like to go. All right. This one, this one, I think is gonna be less complicated than some of the others. All right. Yeah. Well, for sure. I see a lot of notes on this one. So if if symbionts are immune to the penance stare, shouldn't they be immune to other attacks that target the soul or mind, like what Krona can do? Oh, checkmate. I hate the penance <laughs> stare so much. So, okay, the penance stare is such a cool move. It is such a cool thing that Ghost Rider has, and I love it to death. It is such an awesome move. But then when you bring other characters and heroes and uh, into the mix, and it's like, well, Ghost Rider has to use the penance stare on them, but, like, we can't kill Venom. We can't kill everybody with the penance stare, so uh, they just survive it for some reason. Uh, and it just doesn't make any sense. Um, we, we went into this in the, uh, Ghost Rider versus Lobo episode, actually, how, how the penance stare has been inconsistent throughout the years. And there are some reasons for it. Uh, for the most part, uh, in that episode, we kind of deduced that, like, it's possible, it's, it's strongly possible that Ghost Rider just doesn't usually use the full power of it all the time. Uh, he can choose to not destroy a person's soul with a pen and stand, just knock them out. Um, but for Venom in particular, there are, there are a lot of different factors coming into it that, that could potentially uh, resist the pen and stare. Uh, uh, Venom technically doesn't have traditional eyes, uh, and the pen and stare does require looking into eyes. Venom doesn't technically have eyes it's like his whole body is an eye it's it's weird uh, and gross <laughs> how did, yeah, hmm. sounds super how painful <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, how does venom see oh. there's also the possibility that because venom is technically two different entities and the memories of dozens of people that might cause some some weird crap to go down when the pen and stare attacks it uh there's actually a specific quote yeah, because he was uh, from, on Peter Parker, and Peter's pretty good. <laughs> Peter's, yes, because the penance stare uses the sins of the past ones, uh, uh, 
of the people it's it's targeting and venom has had some really good people attached to some really good people and attached to some absolutely horrible people and deadpool and that could also just throw everything out <laughs> <back. laughs> uh, that's very um, true uh, but but there's a quote specifically from when when uh, uh, Venom survived Ghost uh, the penance there where Ghost Rider says so much sin so many lives and I think you know probably the original intent of that was like ah Venom is so terrible is taking so many lives but you could also interpret it as uh, there's so many lives that the penance there is attacking because the Venom symbiote has the memories of dozens of lives and so it can't necessarily target it as as cleanly as other uh, targets again that that is a little speculative but it's one other possible reason another possible reason uh venom is a weird god alien monster thing um <laughs> the originating from null might have some sort of adverse reaction where um the penister just doesn't work because it's not technically a mortal being in the normal sense yeah. uh the symbiote Symbiote started as just some weird black goop alien, and, and now it's some even weirder <laughs> black goop alien. <laughs> um, uh, so basically, there are a lot of different reasons why the Penistere possibly didn't work. Uh, uh, but for sure, Corona's more psychic-related attacks could work, because Venom has been affected by other psychic attacks before, as mentioned in the episode. Great. Moving on. Uh, what was trickier to implement in the writing, edit, and animation? The massive breadth of Venom, Venom content or the wild wackiness of Soul Eater? Cole, how was this edit for you? Um, I feel like the Venom stuff was easier because there's so much that I could go and reference. Like, because there's so much stuff, it's easier to find more, especially for the edit, because you want to get a lot of different angles. You want to get a lot of different uses of what's going on. The Soul Eater stuff tends to be a little trickier because there is a massive... Uh, divide in the Soul Eater manga versus Soul Eater anime. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, if you don't have something that shows up in the manga, you only have the anime to kind of fall back on. So um, with that, like Venom, especially like the how much content there was for Venom versus Chrono, I liked having Venom's archive of content to go through as well as him being attached to Marvel. Like I remember uh, one note we got was about uh, Asgardian IHOP. I was like, huh, we got to get something. I was like, oh, there's a, a panel of Deadpool. We already referenced Deadpool. Let's throw in a, a panel of Deadpool making all those pancakes. Like, <laughs> so much stuff to work with. But also, yeah. like, making sure that we know what we're, what we're, what we're targeting with that, because there is so much stuff to, to, to yeah. work with. So uh, thankfully, we had oh, yeah. some wonderful researchers on this who really yes. knew what they were doing. Thanks to Grand and Felicia for, for helping out with that. Um, personally, uh, as somebody who wasn't as familiar with Soul Leader going into this, like I, I don't know what <laughs> what I would have done without without them working on this, um, but uh, it turned out great. And then I know Luis, uh, you are also a big fan of Soul Eater, which I think helped out a lot in yeah, regards sure. to putting together the animation. Especially since uh, all the tricky stuff was indeed from Soul Eater, uh, specifically you know uh, having the moon in the fight and also uh, the uh, the crazy uh, animations with like the the morphing. Uh, of like Ragnarok appearing and stuff like that. That was uh, uh, those parts are always tricky. Um, but the the one that like was the, the trickiest part was the uh, uh, the the binds that happened in the fight uh, and the, the torns basically. Uh, yeah. That part was a little bit tricky because uh, the entire animation is running at like you know two frames or whatever and like or 
the camera is moving around uh, at one frame. But the, uh, te- the the torrents are actually moving like really uh, jittery, and that was uh, very tricky to uh, to get right, especially since those torrents are in the actual 3D background, basically. So like it's not like a, a thing that we made in uh, in animate and they imported that into into the fight. So it was very tricky to get that uh, um, get that looking right, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, Raider zero zero one in the chat is asking, uh, why didn't Deadpool show up uh, when you guys said his name? Uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely something we've talked about. Like, uh, is Deadpool gonna show up every time Boomstick or Wiz says his name? Um, well, we're 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 kind of moving away from that because Deadpool's shown up a lot in Death Battle, and and we don't necessarily <laughs> want to. It, it's not the Wiz and Boomstick and Deadpool show. Right, yeah. <laughs> like not only yeah. not only can Deadpool kind of overwhelm, I think, uh, an episode if, if he's used too much. We also don't own Deadpool, so like we can't exactly do that. <laughs> too much. Um, yeah, I think it's more just like if if Deadpool's like really, really, really tied into a character, yeah. you know, like then we'll probably do it. But otherwise, we don't want to overuse it. Yeah, I also gotta... kind of feel like we we sort of had a a, a story arc in a way uh, from. Deadpool versus Deathstroke up until Deadpool versus Mask in terms of Wiz and Boomstick's relationship with characters like that. Uh, and, and I don't necessarily want to do anything that takes away from what Deadpool versus Mask ultimately accomplished. Mm-hmm. If that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, yep. you gotta say Deadpool in the mirror three times for it to appear on that battle. <laughs> I, think we've always said, well, I think we've already said it twice. So that's the new oh. rule. Just don't uh, say his yeah. name one more time. <laughs> All right, next he shall not be named. Yeah. Oh shoot, he's <laughs> in the next question. Crap, no. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Maggie's in the chat, and uh, hold on, let me find it. I want to get the exact quote. Cole is golden honey of editing. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> Maggie, Maggie's the golden honey of producing. Aw. sorry, Sam. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean anything bad to you. Say no, it's fine. Throw him under the bus. We do. Yeah. She, <laughs> she said it to me first. She said it to me. I have to respond in kind. All right, great. <laughs> um, moving on. Question number four: Was this episode inspired by Carnage versus Lucy? Uh, no, definitely a little bit. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> oh, nah, nah, not at all. Not at all. No. What a weird coincidence! We just so happen to have a symbiote versus a pink-haired anime character. <laughs> yep. um, well, okay. To to be fair, uh, uh, Krona's matchups. Krona has there. There are several different matchups that that have been popular requests for Krona, and the most popular ones have been Venom and Carnage. Um, and whether that the request themselves spawned from Carnage versus Lucy, or, or, or it was just an original idea uh, that's been happening before that. I, I'm not exactly sure, but um, I, I definitely can tell you that looking at the requests, I definitely, it definitely brought Carnage versus Lucy to mind, and I figured this might be a way to sort of explore a similar kind of matchup with different powers and characters um, in just a different way. Um, so you can kind of think of it almost as like a spiritual successor to that episode, even though I think it is a very different episode overall, despite how similar it might look uh, on the onset. Um, I, I, I was definitely not, I definitely preferred Venom over over Carnage um, as a matchup, simply because Krona is not 
insane per se i mean madness is like a theme but uh krona is more of a a victim than uh, not, a not, not cletus cassidy levels of yeah krona is a murderer yes it's part of their story but um it is very much a victimized situation uh i, I mean granted cletus cassidy is a victim in in, in plenty of other ways but um it, it is there would definitely be a, a weird imbalance in in their personalities when um, in comparison to venom versus chrono um chrono venom is also a character that we've only had i believe once and that matchup was against bane which was a very highly requested matchup but i remember even back then when we would talk about it i remember saying like i don't really know why this matchup is so highly requested <laughs> big brawlers i guess like um I still don't really know. It's one of yeah. our most popular episodes, and I don't honestly know why. <laughs> I think the episode is really cool, um, but the the only real connection I can think of is that uh, Bane uses a drug called Venom. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that might. Yeah, is that yeah. all it was? I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, probably. It was a cool episode to make, though, and it was a fun episode to work on. But but the connections of the character, like Death Battle, doesn't always need some like. Um, a uh, very clear cut connection between the two characters. That's not necessarily like a requirement or something. Um, you know, if, if a matchup is cool, we'll do it. It's no matter what yeah. it is. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and, and also having it being a highly requested fight on top of that also helps. So yes, for sure. But right. since, since Venom versus Bane didn't really get the chance to explore Venom to like his fullest potential, this definitely seemed like a better chance for that. All right. Next question. So, y'all know the drill. It's 2020. It's how all these ads start. World's weird. Worst thing you can do, though, is not take advantage of the current state of things. You're probably at home, like a lot of us, and probably have some extra time that you could use to focus on a project. Maybe a little solo gig. Maybe something that you've always wanted to do. Maybe you have a screenplay. Maybe you have a, you know like a game or you have like just a little animation you want to do well let me tell you you can get help to do it right at fiverr.com uh it's just an awesome site you can <laughs> the things you can get are like wild from them i used it once to get a esports logo made as like a just like a fun aside joke and it was insanely professional for a ridiculous price and uh it worked out great and yeah you can just use Fiverr for an insane amount of stuff. I swear there's YouTube channels that are just like, look at this stuff we did on Fiverr, and it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, whether you're launching your first business, scaling your current business, or in need of extra support to complete a project, Fiverr's global network of on-demand freelancer talent is here to help. So it's easy to customize your search by services, deadline, price, seller reviews, and more. There's no more guessing game, so you'll always know exactly what you're paying for up front. No negotiating needed, and you got 24-7 customer service, so you don't have to worry about that, too. Yeah, it's just a great deal, and uh, you can check out Fiverr by going to Fiverr.com, and you can receive 10% off your first order by using my code CAST. So find all the digital services you need at one place at Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, and use the code CAST, C-A-S-T, again, that's Fiverr.com. In the code cast to get 10% off. Go check it out. Why wasn't Venom the end included when he became uh, where he becomes a god that creates a universe? Oh, uh, real simple. That's just a what if story. It's not canon um, and, and uses powers that, you know, 
main timeline Venom doesn't really have access to. Um, Great. You nailed yeah, it. That's it. <laughs> Question <laughs> six. You claimed Krona is genderless, but they are specifically confirmed to be male in the anime. Okay. Um, so I definitely saw some confusion with this, and, and it's understandable because the anime does call uh, uh, use male pronouns for Krona. Um, just real simple. The, the deal with Krona is that Krona is, Krona's gender is never revealed in the manga. Um, and the, in fact, they use like a made up pronoun that doesn't exist because Japanese pronouns are different like that. Um, and the confusion comes from the dub because the English dub, unfortunately, did um, call Krona, uh, use male pronouns for Krona. Um, that was a decade ago. Industry standards yeah. have improved a lot since then. Um, but that's, that's just the situation. Yeah, we wanted to honor the source material. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, how did you create the 3D set for this fight? And do you all, uh, do you all plan... Hold on. Do you all plan to incorporate more 3D into future sprite battles? Lisa's no, been throwing no. that shit in there like more and more every battle, man. Yeah, for Starting sure. Starting with the grass, right? <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the grass. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. I did, I did make some... 3D, 3D grass, I'm super proud of that. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I, I think like moving forward, uh, having more um, 3D backgrounds in general is is the way uh, the way I see 2D dev battles going uh, going forward. And uh, not only because it, there's a lot more uh, room to grow in that aspect, but also because it makes uh, the animation process a lot easier. Um, not sure if you if uh, anyone knows this, but uh, trying to find uh, really or making two uh, D art that's like good for like backgrounds is like not not easy at all, especially with the kind of timeline that we have for for fights. So the three D aspect not only does it help us like make some really uh, stunning uh, uh, backgrounds, but also play around with uh, with the camera and like do some interesting shots that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. And um, yeah, you can expect to see more of that in the future, and um, and keep expanding the the craziness stuff that we do with. Uh, and what did you use to create the set? Uh, the... It was it was Blender. We 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 uh, um, I've been using Blender for like uh, since Leon uh, Kennedy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and since that fight, uh, I was like just completely, uh, you know learning all the different tools and stuff. And Christina was able to help me out getting started. And then from there, I just kind of went through. And, you know, Blender is a free program. If you ever want to, like, learn 3D stuff, that's a perfect program to start with. So um, I, I highly recommend it. All right. Next question. Why doesn't Venom scale to Dark Carnage? And why didn't you include Ven- Venom's codices? Codices? Uh, Cousins? Codices? Cod- codices. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's the plural of codex, which I don't yeah. think anybody really has ever had to say until <laughs> this storyline that Venom has been in um, for a little bit now. Um, so uh, every so often we run into a situation with Death Battle where we have a matchup planned, we, we confirm it, um, we get into the pre-production, and then the current ongoing story throws a curveball and is like, oh, by the way, Goku has a new Super Saiyan form that you didn't know about when you were writing this. That was great. Um, <laughs> so 
this kind of happened with Venom. We uh, locked this episode down late last year, um, obviously not knowing that we were going to jump into a storyline where Venom begins absorbing all the symbiotes ever to probably uh, end up in a battle with the god of the symbiotes, Null, and, and become is equal and kill him or something like that. The story hasn't ended, so we're not entirely sure where it's going, um, but that's probably the most likely scenario, right? Um, here's the thing. So, uh, and Dark Carnage is, is an example of like, Carnage also got the power of multiple symbiotes and uh, Venom got a symbiote that essentially had the powers of the thing and Captain America and Wolverine and was using that to fight Dark Carnage, and so, which is also a reason why like normal Venom wouldn't be able to stand up against Dark Carnage. He had all these extra powers. Uh, and that's ultimately um, where we kind of have to draw the line. Like, okay, if a new thing comes out where the character gets a bunch of new powers, are these powers planned to be, does it seem like these powers are an expansion of what the characters always had and are consistent with the character? Or is this like a one-off thing? The character's just going to have these crazy new powers for this story and then it's over. Uh, and And we sort of have to figure that out for ourselves because there's there's definitely not always a clear answer uh and, and, which is weird right like it's just a situation that death battle is always going to run into with characters that have ongoing stories you could say like well why don't you wait till the end of their story venom's story is never going to end he's too popular of a character oh, yeah, Marvel exactly. is going to make these comics forever um but and also a lot it, of times we want to do like the most classic, most well-known, like the character you know, and not like the character of Venom that's happening right now where he's absorbed a shitload of symbiotes. Like, that's not really the yes matchup. Yes and no. You know? um, I mean, in, in the past, we definitely were like, we need to go with a character that people identify with the most or people uh, remember the most. Like, that was definitely a thing we used to do a lot. Uh, nowadays, it's more so like, let's explore the character to their fullest. But we, we still have to draw the line at powers and things that aren't going like like if you watch this episode three years from now and that storyline is done and the the codices are just gone like it's it's gonna feel real strange and dated and not current and, and it's it's not gonna be the venom that exists if that makes if that makes sense yeah as long um, as like any of the the drawbacks or limitations of those abilities hasn't been fully explored yes like there could be something that shows like oh it would make him even weaker to corona or or not like and we just have to make a decision. But for some point. reason, swords are his weakness now. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, Actually, it's weird. It's difficult, but it's just something we kind of have to move on from and, and not really include. Church. You, right. Like, you can't go to church anymore. It's just weakness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, know it's, it's entirely possible. That, that's not necessarily, it's, it's an evil, like, super <laughs> primordial god. There could be something in the comics that where it's like, oh, by the way, can't uh, now foot on holy ground. can't enter holy ground or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. He's afraid of blood now. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's specifically uh, the black kind. And then uh, number nine. Next time, red versus blue. Yeah. Ooh. Next time. We settle it. <laughs> <laughs> so the next, the next episode of Death Battle is... Uh, red versus blue, and uh, I wanted to kind of clarify what's going on with that episode because uh, it is—it's a little different from a normal episode, but it's not what I think some people are expecting it to be. So uh, I've seen people asking, "Is this another crossover 
episode like Meta versus Carolina was. No, no. this is not a red versus blue episode mixed with a death battle episode. This is just a straight death battle. Um, uses death battle rules, death battle style, death battle format, everything. Um, it is a team battle. It is the, the concept of this episode is if we went back to uh, the original teams of Blood Gulch and they actually fought in a war to the death like they were supposed to, sort <laughs> of, supposed to, who, which team would actually win and who would be the, the last man standing? Yep. Um, that, that is what we're attempting to answer, essentially. I'm so um, excited for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. However, th- there is a bit of a caveat uh, because season one didn't really. Season one was season one. We hadn't explored all the characters yet. Tucker didn't have his sword. Simmons wasn't a cyborg yet. You know, all those things. Lopez showed up only halfway through. Um, so we are still exploring all 17 seasons these characters have been through. Um, mm. it, this is very much a celebration in a way of of the red versus blue series which is one of the main reasons why we're all here right now uh especially with red versus blue zero coming up um like very soon uh we were we very much um wanted to to celebrate these characters as red versus blue goes in a slightly different direction um and it's a lot of fun (laughs) it's a lot of fun this is our uh, i would say this is our gag episode of the year Technically, um, technically, but it's I mean, yeah. we're still answering it, you know? Just, yeah, well, not we every gag do. episode That's ends true. in some ridiculous, nonsensical ending. Some of them <laughs> still do answer the question. Um, but uh, this is definitely the one that I think is the most um, absurd. Uh, and I'm just going to say, if this is a gag episode, then it's it's way too good for what. what <laughs> <laughs> OK, OK, it's way too so good for a gag we're spoiling episode. we're spoiling everyone with gag episodes. I expect this going forward. This yeah. is this is God. <laughs> yeah. So, OK, uh, uh, like full transparency, this also served as sort of a, a internal pilot in a way uh, for Red vs. Blue Zero, specifically um, Torian. Uh, who's show running RVB Zero uh, was the animation director for this fight um, as sort of a way to test out some new ideas for for what's going to be implemented in the animation for RVB Zero. Different camera techniques, uh, rendering techniques, the the whole mocap system has been like revamped from the ground up, which is awesome. Uh, and a lot of that stuff sort of started with this to lead into RVB Zero. So um, you guys know how crazy Torian's animations can get, how intense and, and awesome um, he is with so them. Cool. Uh, now imagine that with uh, Simmons and Griff and Church and <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw a lot of questions about people asking specifically, can we, can we let people know who's included on what teams? It is the teams from season one. Um, the entire teams. So uh, red team has... Uh, um, Sarge, Griff, Simmons, Donut, Lopez, and the Warthog, Chupa thingy. Uh, and then blue team has Church, Caboose, Tucker, Tex, Sheila, the living tank. Yeah, am I missing anybody? I don't think I'm missing anybody. It's there's a lot of people running around this fight. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure that's everybody, but it's the it's the original teams from season one. Um, 
Oh, we're, we're not necessarily bringing in uh, the the freelancers from later on in the series or whatnot. This is, again, the concept is if we just took it back to season one with all these characters' experiences intact, which team would actually win and who would be the last man standing? Um, so it's, it's, it was really fun to work on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Josh was also the writer. He's, he's one of the main guys behind RVB Zero as well. Uh, so it, while it's not a crossover episode, there was definitely some crossover in how it was made with zero and we're very excited about zero as well when that when that eventually comes out yeah i think that covers everything <laughs> sorry i'm laughing the chat just we just got to the point where you mentioned uh cheap thingy and everybody's like you mean the puma the puma <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean i i love calling it chupa thingy i know it's uh some people consider it the official name and i i think i consider it the official name yeah, yeah. you're making that <laughs> I up think, i think it's the first circuit thingy. mlg you're like ah oh, chupa thingy <laughs> inbound so um, um it yeah, well, I'm very excited to share this with you because, yeah, like Luis sort of uh, implied, uh, because of the crazy animation shit that went into producing this to to, to lead into RVB Zero, um, I personally think the fight has no business being as good as it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, like, especially, like, the show is so silly and it started exactly. out as, like, early machinima, yeah. you know, it's just walk up, walk up. and like now we're got you know torian animating there's like flips and shit and like dude oh my god it looks so good it looks so good uh if you haven't seen the trailers for rv zero um you can kind of it there's definitely some correlation with how it looks um yeah yeah it's gonna be exciting Uh, but i don't want to i don't want to spoil too much i don't want to get into too much it's 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 a fun episode um it airs in two weeks or or wait um less than two weeks technically uh the 18th oh um i did want to mention uh so it it is airing on the 18th and there was some confusion because i had mentioned we are doing a halloween episode this year um that will be after this uh it doesn't quite line up perfectly um because the episode or halloween episode airs the day after halloween but like it's close enough Keep the party that's, going. That's easy. Just don't go to sleep and then pretend it's still Halloween and then watch the episode. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> Dress up, still have your costume on. Yeah. Perfect. Watch the episode, it'll be Halloween. Uh, yeah. So that's the Dude, deal. Apparently, apparently, they put Puma on the wheels of the Warthog in Halo Anniversary. That's awesome. I oh, that's know. awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> Puma brand tires. Yeah. Or something. Oh, my God. All right. Do we have a what's going on? <laughs> or it was. What's going on? So, as y'all know, AT&T just helped us pull off RTX this year, which was a huge achievement considering that we are, uh, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. But AT&T's 5G is now available nationwide, and it's not going to stop at just making helping make RTX possible. It's going to go on to make all sorts of dope stuff possible. So whether you're at home or on the go, you'll enjoy coverage in some more places. Plus, AT&T doesn't make it complicated. 5G access is included in all the best consumer and limited plans at no extra cost. For more information on 5G, go to at slash 5G. Go check it out. It's more Gs. Who doesn't want more Gs? It was red versus blue. <laughs> With... um. With you, Cole. How you doing, man? <laughs> oh, me? Oh, go. pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, 
Yeah, but what do you want to know? What's 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 going on? What's what if <laughs> outside of Death Battle, what have you been working on? What what should people who are tuning in to this show, if they see you and go like, oh, that guy's that guy's cool. I want to see him in more stuff and see more we'll see, what he does. Let him know what stuff. you do. Uh, so when I'm not editing on Death Battle, I am, I guess, co-hosting Backwards Compatible. We're on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Friday mornings. With Sam. With Sam and our, our good friend Kyle Taylor, who... Yeah. Uh, Bring it for a circle. He's a he was a uh, machine animator for RVB. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so we do uh, backwards compatible gameplays. Uh, sometimes single player watchthroughs. Sometimes multiplayer. We've been, we're doing two spooky October currently. So a lot of uh, horror games. A lot of uh, spook spooky types. What's the um, one that everyone's playing right now? Oh wait, hold on. Oh, phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. He works yeah. at Rooster Teeth. Yeah. That's beyond my gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> I die. Instead of me past tense, he's still there. He's, Bones he's buried for Rooster Teeth somehow. <laughs> Bones buried in stage five. Um, oh my god. But uh, yeah, um, and then we also have kind of, um, we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but we're going to be coming back soon as soon as the RTX footage is done. We have uh, some more animation, anime-adjacent content that we air on the Rooster Teeth animation channel every Tuesday. And uh, I think it's, yeah, Tuesday for RT site, Wednesdays for the RT animation channel on YouTube. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I do see, I, I see you all in, in the chat. I see it. Let's talk about Steve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> the, about being way off. I yeah, I know. So, but it's also just like the amount of it complexity makes so and much work. sense. It makes so much sense to the point where I am shocked that I didn't even think of it. Like, I mean, what? I guess I mean Microsoft like is way tied into Minecraft, not Nintendo. But I mean, I guess they are. They got banjo. But, but I mean, Microsoft yeah, and Nintendo are like the two buddy buddy. Like they were the ones like, yeah. oh, we'll let Rocket League play crossplay before Sony would. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, you might My- not know this, but like Minecraft has sold a lot on Nintendo. <laughs> like a I mean, whole fucking lot. Yeah. Also, uh, there I'm- is. Go ahead, Cole. There is the precedent of uh, Banjo with Rare yeah, yeah, yeah. getting Banjo back. So I, you- I, I feel like Xbox has wisely decided Nintendo's not really trying to compete with them so let's just work with them it's fine i i was just blown away like just by the complexity that was put into this character and what i the thing that i feel really bad about is like because somebody who plays smash like i know all of the rest of us do which is pretty competitively like you know we're always playing on like omega stages or whatever right competitively to competitively right but you know like no items and whatever and it's okay if you play that way but like i just think about like when he's going through like all the detail of like and different surfaces that you're standing on like he'll mine different things and i'm just thinking like that's so much work for shit that I'll never see. Like, yeah. like I people felt, min-max it. People are gonna I, find the best way to play him. Yeah, I, well, I, I know. I felt like I felt guilty in that moment because he's like, and you know, if you send it to Omega, like it'll just always be random. And I'm like, but just to think that the stage, depending in the part of the stage you run to to mine your resources, and it's just like, God, that was so much work, and I'm not gonna see it ever, not once. I like, I am looking forward to the mini games that people make. <laughs> where it's like okay be the first to collect one of every every object or something like yeah 
put them in a specific stage, one of those like big ones that have all sorts of yeah. different platforms and whatnot. Oh, yeah. uh, what is that? What is that one with like the lava and, and whatnot? The, the maze, the Kirby one. It's yeah, like, yeah, dude. The his the block creation is the thing that I'm like the most scared of. Like, mm, you're gonna be able to do some stupid. There's I don't know how. I don't know how they're gonna let that go to launch. And I know he kept saying that like, hey, this is probably you know it's good, probably gonna be some more tooling, but like. If you can get somebody with like shitty recovery off stage and then just block them away from the ledge, like you can just never, never get them off ledge. Like you can't get off ledge with Steve or he's gonna fuck you. Like especially not thinking two v twos and the amount of like ridiculously dumb setups that people could do with those fucking blocks. Like I don't know, man. That's that's a crazy mechanic. I I'm just really happy for the people who really want it, Steve, because like you know that everyone was like you. You need to shut up. Like, like that's not happening. Like, <laughs> ever. There's no way Steve is gonna be ever in mind in in uh in Smash. So like, don't even like mention it. And then like it happens, and it's like that moment for them to be like, yes, <laughs> vindicated. <laughs> 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 the thing that it was cracking me up too was he's you know he kept talking about it. he's like I haven't a lot of time to play test. He's normally and he just subtly drops like. Normally, I will go up and battle my employees during lunch. And I was like, fuck, man, could you imagine that, Presser? <laughs> oh, my God. He's like sitting having lunch, and it's like Sakurai walks up and just like whips out a switch. And you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Everyone's, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Yeah, uh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the intern sitting there with a switch out, like, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like a second day on the job. <laughs> what is this part of the interview process? You know, it's like okay, you seem like a really great candidate. <laughs> now fight me and <laughs> let's find out how good you really are. <laughs> yeah. you, you want a job? We'll settle it and smash. Oh my god! You could tell that the, that uh, Sakurai knew that people were gonna react like weirdly about it because as soon as you got they got out of the trailer, he was like. What did we just watch? Oh, <laughs> yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, what what is this? Does this open up? Okay, so I, I know there was, I don't know if this is confirmed or if it was rumor, but I know there was some talk about how the, this batch of characters was selected by Nintendo, not Sakurai himself. I mm. don't know how 100% confirmed that is, but if that is the case... What are the chances of seeing something like a Fortnite character? Mm. Uh, I mean, dude, they did Snake. If they can do Snake, they could do a Fortnite character. You know I what I mean? It. Like, after Steve, I don't want to say, like, that's not going to happen ever again. <laughs> so Yeah, like, Fortnite or my mind immediately went to Skyrim. Like, some kind of Dovahkiin. <laughs> the, the dragon body <laughs> shows up. Okay. Smash no, no, I want it is his his Fuzra die. I want it to be like as powerful as a falcon punch, but with like a little bit more range. Oh, you know, the way the way the shouts work in that game is is you can like do them shorter depending on how many yeah, words you say. So true. like if you hold it down, you it's charge like the, it up. It's like Ike's charge. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. like you're <laughs> <full> <laughs> <face>. massive <laughs> explosion. <laughs> if you get the max one, it's like full screen. Like <laughs> <laughs> only just... only accept that the final smash is finishes with like the dance. Like the dance has to be there. <laughs> Yeah, his down beak, and he puts a bucket on someone's head, <laughs> and then he shoots an arrow into your into, knee. Hey, uh, it's time uh, for there. the community death battle. Yay! Oh my god.
That right there was a meme I could go my entire life without ever being reminded of again. Oh my gosh. What? Oh, what? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, Apocalypse versus Black <laughs> Adam uh, was the matchup that was decided on last week for some reason. Um, but you as always, with uh, the community <laughs> death battles, uh, we uh, leave it up to you guys to let us know who you think should win and why using hashtag DeathBattleCast on Twitter. Uh, and we also have a poll. So let's go ahead and bring up the first answer for Apocalypse, I guess, whoever comes up first. <laughs> this one's from Jason Sith. Uh, Black Adam has better reaction speed, but Apocalypse has the equipment and power of the Celestials that matched Galactus, whose battle with Scryer, Scryer uh, and the Scryer. other threatened to destroy all universes. He has magic and non-magic matter manipulation that bypass Black Adam's defense. Pretty solid argument there for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Apocalypse. I don't remember that. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> the celestial armor. That maybe, maybe I'm just forgetting. Um, but okay, that's crazy. Uh, let's go ahead and bring up the answer for Black Adam. Hopefully he's got something just as good. This one comes <laughs> from Smith Alicia. Uh, in Excalibur number one, when faced with a magical gate, Apocalypse is completely powerless and needs Rogue to absorb the magic to get past it. Black Adam's magic is powerful enough that he shattered Nth Metal, uh, which not only is indestructible, but it can destroy magic. I'm Adam and he wins. Oh, <laughs> oh with the pun. Oh, it's, my God. Oh, God. It's nope. I'm uh, it's yeah. You know, I was, I was probably going to lean towards Apocalypse on this one, but just I'm going with that. I'm going with Black Adam just for that pun. Way to <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Settled um, your argument and threw a pun in it while you're at it. If I we ever it. use Black Adam in a death battle, let's make sure we work that pun in somewhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get your, we'll, we'll get your credit in the, in the credits. Yeah. Uh, writing credits. Uh, credit. for, for that yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam and oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, I'm double checking that celestial armor. Um, that's from. Um, so I believe he he didn't use it for very long. It was granted to him. Yeah, he didn't make it. It's crafted by the celestials. Um, provided to him. Hmm. Okay, I'm having trouble finding the specific powers of it, but. Um, the thing seems really overpowered. <laughs> I mean, it is Apocalypse. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> I mean, Apocalypse is such a... Hmm. Um, we've talked about bringing him into a potential death battle. And, and it would definitely be interesting because, like, we, we all know Apocalypse, but do we all... Do we know what he really does? <laughs> like, his powers and his abilities and whatnot. It seems like he's kind of able to make them up on the fly to a certain extent. Which version? The writer's can. Like, <laughs> that's the other... <laughs> because yeah. of the cable shit and all the different timelines and... I, I, <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah, fair, like, too. Oh. Um, uh, Apocalypse would like be such fun. an interesting character to bring into a death battle. Just, just... Yeah. And a difficult one <laughs> because of how, how much is going right. on with him. It, um, we really have to be like, where, where in time <laughs> are we choosing to do Apocalypse? Like, oh, let's go to like, you know, during like the, the 90s TV show days and the comics and where were we up to there, right? <laughs> but then like, then it gets crazy because then we got that whole thing of like, oh, nope, nope, but now we're going to take him. We're going to raise him as good and that whole Deadpool thing, which like. Yeah, it's almost which of these like, is the best of which which one is the best apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> <That's basically. laughs> well, like like that point, um, as good as that pun was, uh, <laughs> apocalypse not being able to absorb magic energy 
doesn't apply later on. He's able to manipulate energy. So I don't know if that mm-hmm. answer on, on really works too well, unfortunately. I don't know. I think <laughs> I'm leaning towards Apocalypse. Yeah, same here. I think Black That's Adam's moveset is he's, he's very powerful, but I feel like he's, he's got a limited set of powers that Apocalypse will be able to work around. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm, I'm going for it just for the pun, but also I know, I know DC's got, there's some bullshit in those comics. <laughs> there's yeah. some bullshit in those comics and you know it. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> dig far enough, you'll find it. That's right. Sure. sure. Black Adam is incredibly powerful and I, I could be very much underselling him by saying Apocalypse could even do anything to him. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Dude, he's going to be played by so The Rock. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's Wayne. true. That's true. Ooh. That's amazing casting. I can't it wait. Really Isaac was Apocalypse. Hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, and possibly good cast, good casting, everything else. That movie sucks so bad. <laughs> I, you uh, know, actually, Oscar Isaac could be a very good Apocalypse. Um, man, man, he looked so goofy in that movie. <laughs> they almost had him. They almost had him. Yeah, well, like, like, I remember when the first screen shots leaked and everyone was just putting him next to Ivan Ooze. Yep. Yeah, I was just yep. saying, he looked like Ivan Ooze. He was yeah. better than Ivan Ooze, to be fair. That's true. <laughs> but he still looked kind of goofy. It's a little hard to take him seriously when he's like, I'm going bit. to eliminate all life and rebuild it from... It's just a very silly movie. Um, all right. Okay. Luis, so what, who are you a, voting for? Was it Olivia Munn that played... Uh, uh, Psylocke. Psylocke, who had yep. what one no. line in the whole movie? Every everything. I swear, like I would love to get a whole page of the script because that if it was just Olivia Munn makes the Olivia Munn face because I feel like that was on, like, <laughs> she turned down Deadpool for that <laughs> as well. Oh no, she was. Uh, why am I blanking on her name? Domino. The no 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 Deadpool no. one the lead the lead oh, female oh, character. I can't oh, remember Deadpool's her name. love interest. Yes, yeah, yeah um, I can't remember her name. Um. Oh God, that, that's gonna bother me. But anyway, yeah. also, I'm, not, I'm, not shit, I'm not shooting at Olivia Munn. Like, if you see Newsroom, like she's actually a really good actress, um, or becomes one over the course of that show. Uh, and but oh my God, I was cracking up because I, just, I felt so bad because it's like Psylocke's the coolest shit character that you don't see a lot of in like mainstream media, right? So I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like we're gonna get some Psylocke representation. But anyway, she just stood there for like most things, just made that face and then oh. fought some people and then had like two lines. And I was just like, man, that yeah, that was a waste. Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa is the character. Copycat. Um, apocalypse. I'll say it right now. Voting Apocalypse. So yeah. we got two Apocalypse. Absolutely. One Black Adam. Chad. That's right. All right, Cole. I, I think as much as I love that pun, I think I have to go Apocalypse. Just because in my mind, Apocalypse is like a final boss. <laughs> Whereas like Black yeah. Adam's like the the second arc final boss that he thinks the final boss that then it's are later you, revealed yeah. are you using fighting games oh, no. are you using fighting games right now to determine this fighting for games you? and jrpgs and jrpgs it's like oh this was the boss all along it was oh, always no. apocalypse <laughs> i guess shazam has the like the worm guy or whatever is kind of his final boss i can't remember yeah. Um, <laughs> the worm guy <laughs> worm the worm guy. guy he appeared in the movie at the very end it was like, like i'm the worm um okay 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 apocalypse is, sounds like between the four of us apocalypse has got it but of course we leave it up to you all voting on the poll to figure out who actually wins this community death battle so let's go ahead and bring that up 
Yep. Ooh, mm. like close. That was really Ooh, that's close. Yeah. That is a very close uh, poll. But Apocalypse wins. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Adamant. Uh, Apocalypse. Adamant. There you go. Adamantly Sorry. won that. <laughs> uh. All right. Hey, Cole. Yes. What do you want the next community death battle to be? All right, so a little <laughs> peek behind the curtain. We talked during the commentary. I think it was before the commentary. I don't think it made it. Yeah, it was before we were recording. Yeah. Um, I, I whenever I think of, I'm trying to think of the most ridiculous ones I can think of, and I just it just came. Fred Flintstone against George Jetson. They live in the same universe. It's canonical. And the reason we wanted to talk about this is because. Somebody, I don't remember who, first was just like, well, George Jetson clearly has it. He has the technology yeah, advantage. But, it's like, but then it's like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, like, I yeah. know Fred Flintstone's been hit by some shit, dude. Like, <laughs> like he runs, he carries his car everywhere he goes. <laughs> also, he's got muscle. <laughs> also, the, the Jetsons all have robots to do everything for them. Yeah, like, they don't like, even get out of bed and brush their teeth, like, or, or dress themselves. The imagine the atrophy. It. Imagine the atrophy to their muscles. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And I, I, I'm very interested in this one because, like, I, they're both, like, yeah, it's Hanna-Barbera, right? That does both yes. those? Yeah. Like, they're, so, yeah. They're, dude, those are the matchups that I think are, like, some of my favorite to do. Are the ones where it's like, hi, this character, when we created it, was clearly never meant to ever fight someone. <laughs> and like, I, I love it. Because canonically does not fight. Right. So they don't think about that. And they let him get crushed by giant boulders or like a blasted into space or like some kind of shit. And then we just have to be like, oh, all right, let's that that means they're capable of withstanding, you know, blank. And it's it's Sur- survived the freezing temperatures of space for <laughs> yeah, so exactly. long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like oh I, my there's, God. there's probably a time where like George Jetson's in his little like thing whatever it's called uh and then like that, probably like the catch the hatch opens and he like reaches out and grabs something or some shit like oh. <laughs> like or like he uh he like there's like a car crash or like a, a buggy crash yeah. and it's like the glass is cracked it's like oh imagine like the pressure change that would happen <laughs> I'm right? sure. and he survived i'm pretty sure i'm not i'm not fully uh, uh okay wait, okay so i'm pretty sure that they went to to the moon to go to a restaurant at one point mm-hmm. Okay. And they, they weren't wearing helmets. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure that happened, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm 98% sure. Just doing a quick <laughs> Google search to see if an image pops up. Ah, they were wearing helmets. Oh, <gasps> no. They were wearing was helmets. It, it was are so they, are, they, are they wearing gloves? But are they wearing they gloves? Weren't wearing, they weren't wearing any That's other protective suit. <laughs> <laughs> no gloves. <laughs> Also, so. uh, Fred Flintstone has got that smoker's lung, so <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to bring that into account. He, uh, he's not going to have that much uh, endurance. Also, you, you remember the Great Gazoo? Yeah, that, that little, weird little oh. like alien character that the Flintstones interact with oh, every now and then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to oh. be some shit with that. He's got to give Fred he some kind of... <laughs> right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I'm looking at this image of... of George Jetson on the moon. It's just like boggling my mind because it looks like he's wearing he's wearing a bubble helmet that doesn't have any sort of oxygen plugged into it at all. It's just a fish like bowl. It's the future. And <laughs> it looks like he might be wearing some sort of no, he's, he's not wearing anything else that's protective. It's just his normal outfit. 
He's got a fanny pack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hyper Mario Sunshine like, says in the chat that both the Flintstones and Jetsons have WWE crossovers. What? What? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. This is gonna be. This is it. This is it. We're gonna. We're gonna look into that. <laughs> all right. So. Who do you think wins between Fred Flintstone and George Jetson? Let us know using hashtag DeathBattleCast on Twitter. We will have a poll up later on this week. You can just check out the at DeathBattle account uh, on Twitter and vote there. And holy shit, it's going to be a fun it's gonna be a fun episode. <laughs> oh, there's also, yeah, yeah. Oh. there's also the Pebble cereal commercials. And apparently oh. George Jetson stole his Pebble cereal one time. Uh, and we haven't, so we haven't got seen a, George Jetson since. Yeah. So we've got a motive. Wow. <laughs> when right. pebbles are on the line. Also, I don't see a respect thread for Fred Flintstone, which is just a shame. I haven't checked George Jetson yet. Time to change that. It's time yeah. to change that. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I will also say um, it was it was mentioned beforehand. Um, I think we talked about it in uh, a sudden death last week, but we are looking for a community death metal matchup for. Um, what is his name? Ice Bear? Ice Bear from We Bear Bears. From We uh, Bear Bear. Yeah. Um, so. so that's not the community death battle this week, but be thinking about Ice Bear mm. for next week because we would like to maybe explore that next week. All right. Uh, thank you all for watching this episode of Death Battle Cast. Thank you, Cole, for, for yeah. joining us for this episode. Thanks for having uh, me again. If you want to come back for next week to talk about Fred Flintstone versus George Jetson, we'd love to have you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and with that, we'll wrap this episode up. Uh, just uh, be kind to others, be kind to yourself, and be awesome. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.